Today's message comes from Psalm 94. We're going to read quite a few verses today, and um, I think this message will be a blessing to you. So please stay with me as I go through these verses. The Bible says in Psalm 94, in verse 1, it says, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Now the psalmist is saying, he is acknowledging that vengeance, getting back at someone who has done something against you, that is the job of God. It's not his job, it's God's job. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 and verse 19, the Bible says, avenge not yourselves. And the psalmist is basically pleading with God. He's asking God to help him. He has enemies. And he wants God to show himself and take care of him, his child. In verse number 2, it says, Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? This man is being attacked and being done wrong by his enemies, and he wants God to show himself and to help him. In verse 4, how long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. He said, Lord, our enemies suppress us. Our enemies are taking great advantage of us. They are mocking you. They're saying, the Lord, the, the word Lord in the Bible, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that is the name of God. It, it is the name of Jehovah. And they're saying, your God, the Lord, he's not going to help you. They're mocking you, Lord. When are you going to rise up and help us? They are in a difficult situation and they're begging God for his help. If we skip down to verse number 12, it says, Blessed is the man whom thou chasteneth, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law. Verse 13, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. So the psalmist is saying here, that the man who is blessed, in verse number 12, is the man whom God chasteneth. You know, the Bible says in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, it says, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. I often give an illustration when I'm witnessing to people and telling people about how to be a child of God. I'll ask this question, I'll say, if I were to go home and find that one of my children 
had written, had taken paint and written their name on my house. And I were to spank them, I were to punish them for doing that. My question is, am I a good father? And people will think about that and they'll say, yeah, yeah, you're a good father. And I'll say, right, because a good father takes responsibility for his children. And a good father must at times punish his children. And then I ask the question, what if I were to come home and find that my child had painted his name on my house and I took him and I murdered him and I threw him over the wall? Would I be a good father? And they'll say, no. And it's true. A good father would not murder his child and throw him out. Just like God does not murder his children. He doesn't take his children and cast them into hell. But he does chasten them. He does discipline them. He does punish them. And here in this psalm, the psalmist, he's in a difficult situation. His enemies have surrounded him. His enemies are suppressing him. He's in a difficult situation. He's crying out to God. He's begging God to intervene, to do something. But he says, Blessed is the man whom thou chasteneth, O Lord, and teachest him. And then he says, That, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. The wicked here, or his enemies, the wicked here are those that are against him. The wicked here are those that he's begging God to get vengeance on. And it says that God would give him rest until the pit be digged for his enemies. In other words, he's saying that when you're in a difficult situation... When you're surrounded by your enemy, you can have rest. You can have peace even though you're in the midst of a difficult situation. The type of rest we most desperately need in our lives is not rest from the enemy, but it is the rest and it is the peace that we can have in our soul even though we are surrounded by our enemy. That is what we so desperately need, and that is what we can have from God if we know Him and if we allow Him to teach us from His law. It says in verse 14, For the Lord will not cast off His people, neither will He forsake His inheritance, but judgment shall return unto righteousness. And all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, and my, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. What is he saying here? The man is saying, or this man is saying that he finds peace and he finds help through the truth that God is faithful. Through the truth that God is aware 
of his circumstance. Through the truth that God can step in and that God can help him. You see, God has not come in and defeated his enemy yet. God has not stepped in yet and removed him from the circumstances. But he makes the statement, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. He's saying, I don't know what I would have done had the Lord not been with me in this trial. God was with him. God was his help. God gave him rest to his soul even though he was still in the midst of a affliction. That he was still in the midst of adversity. Though his enemies still surrounded him, he was able to have rest through his God. Unless the Lord had been my help. The Lord had not forsaken him. The Lord was there for him. Even though he was not doing what the psalmist wanted him to do. The psalmist wanted him to remove the situation. The psalmist wanted him to remove the enemy. But God said, I'll be with you in your trial. And the man was able to find rest in the fact that God was with him. In verse 18, When I said my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me Verse 19, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Here the man is. He's surrounded by the enemy. He's in the midst of affliction and suffering. But he says, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. He's saying, God, this is a difficult situation. Lord, this is a situation I would have never chosen to be in. Lord, this is a situation that I prayed that you would deliver me from. But he says, your comforts have delighted my soul. The enemy was still there, but the psalmist was at peace. The title of my sermon today is peace of mind. And I want you to have peace of mind. But what we must understand is that we're not going to have peace of mind just because we have peace surrounding us. Just because there's, or if God removes our enemy, that doesn't mean we're going to have peace of mind. And because enemies surround us and, or, or difficulties come to us, it doesn't mean that we can't have peace of mind. He, this psalmist, found a resting place for his soul in God. And God is always near. And God is always available. And we can always have peace. I want to give you two truths today. And that I believe, or I should say three truths today that will help you. The first truth is this. Adversity can lead to a greater awareness of God. I'll say it again. Adversity can lead 
to a greater awareness of God. When things seem to be going against you, it can be a blessing in disguise. I think of all the people in the Bible who came to know God in a greater way, in a more significant way, in a closer way through adversity, through affliction, through trials and suffering. I think about the children of Israel. And I think about the fact that when God delivered them from Egypt to take them to the promised land, that he first led them through a wilderness. A wilderness that brought adversity to them. A wilderness that brought affliction to them. And I also think about the fact that, that when they went into the promised land, the enemy was there. And God had instructed them, or God was going to, um, or God had chosen that they would have to defeat the enemy. He didn't just give them the land, He caused them, or He made them to have to trust Him, to be with them, to defeat their enemies. And through all these afflictions, and through all these sufferings, God brought them closer to Him. They had a greater awareness of who God was and what God could do because of adversity. I think of the blind and the lame and the sick who came to know God because of their condition. Because of their condition, they sought God and they found Him. I think of um, anyone who is in affliction and trouble and I say to you, don't allow affliction, don't allow suffering, don't allow trouble or adversity to overwhelm you. Instead, look for God. Seek Him. Push to be closer with Him. Seek Him because He can be found. Allow your adversity to bring you to a greater awareness of who God is and the fact that He can give you rest and He can give you peace in the midst of your trial. God does not always remove the suffering. He uses it. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 1, count it all joy when you've fallen into diverse temptations. When troubles come your way, count it all joy, the Bible says. Why? Because it's an opportunity to get to know God better. The Bible says here in verse number 17 of Psalm 94, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. That brings me to my second point. No affliction or enemy can keep you from delighting in God. I said, number one, adversity can lead to a greater awareness of God. Number two, no affliction, no suffering can keep you from having rest or having peace in your soul if you want it. It said in verse 19, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. The man will still in the midst 
of his enemies. They surrounded him. But in the midst of his enemies, he had peace in his soul. He had rest. He had delight in his soul. No matter what you're going through today, whether it be a sickness, whether it be a disease, whether it be a financial crisis, whether it be an enemy, no matter what you're going through, you can have delight because God is, or God makes Himself available and God will be with you if you seek Him, you can find Him. Get into His Word and find Him. Listen to the preaching, but don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed by the circumstances of life because God is bigger than your circumstances and He wants to help you. He's trying to use those circumstances for you to see Him. The problem is we're not looking for Him or we're not looking in the right places or we're not listening to Him. We want Him to take the adversity away and what we need to realize is He's trying to use the adversity for you to find Him. We're too busy seeking pleasure and seeking fame and seeking riches and seeking the comforts of this world to realize that God's trying to get our attention through the suffering, through the affliction. Look for Him. Don't look for just a door to get out of your circumstances, but find God. And when you find God, you will find that you can have delight and rest in your soul no matter what you're going through. I said, number one, adversity can lead to a greater awareness of God. Number two, no affliction or enemy can keep you from having God's delight in your heart. And number three, victory is in the mind. The battle, the spiritual battle, is fought and won in your mind. In verse 19, it said, In the multitude of my thoughts... Within me, thy comforts delight my soul. The psalmist did not say that, God, you came and you removed the enemy and I am comforted. He didn't say, God, they were afflicting me, but you, you got vengeance on them and now I am comforted. No, he said that in the multitude of my thoughts within me, Thy comforts delight my soul. You can allow your mind to drive you crazy. Or your thoughts can lead to peace. You choose. You can choose to allow your thoughts to take you to a very fearful place and a very difficult place. Or you can allow your thoughts to take you to a place of peace and rest and comfort. You can allow your mind to help you or to hurt you. You get to choose what you think about. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, Thou, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. 
Look at that verse. It's talking about God. It says, Thou, God, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Whoever keeps his focus and keeps his mind on God and keeps his thoughts in what God has to say to him, that man can have perfect peace. He can have rest. It doesn't mean that he will always have rest from enemies. It doesn't mean that his circumstances will never be against him. What it means is that his heart can have comfort and delight despite the fact that, he, that he's in the midst of adversity. But he's got to win that battle in his mind. His mind has to be stayed on God. He's got to be in God's Word realizing that God wants to teach him. God wants to help him. But God's got to get his attention sometimes through the enemy or through the adversity of life. The Bible says in Psalm 19 and verse 8, The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The statutes here talking about God's Word. And the Bible says that God's Word is right, and it can bring rejoicing to your heart. Are you suffering today? Are you in adversity today? Is your enemy uh, afflicting you today? Get in God's Word. Let God speak to you. Let God teach you. Let God correct you. And find joy and peace in this life, even in the midst of your affliction. The battle is won right here when we get into God's Word. We don't have to be without comfort. Now let me say this to you if you're listening to me this morning. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that's where you begin to win the battle. If you're not sure that if you died you'd go to heaven, then I beg of you to contact us and let us help you from God's Word to know how you can be sure that heaven is is your home. You can contact us on our WhatsApp number, our Facebook page, any of the social media platforms that you've seen that have popped up on the screen while I'm preaching. Please reach out to us. We want to help you. Thank you for listening today. God bless you.